Welcome to the In Tune Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Miller, and I am on a mission to inspire women to step out on faith and get completely in alignment with their purpose in this world. This podcast is meant to motivate women to overcome any limiting beliefs that are stopping them from standing in their power and achieving the goal or desire that has been put on their hearts. I am a woman of God, a wife, a new mom, and a mindset coach. I believe in James 1.3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from myself and other amazing women who decided to take a leap of faith, build their endurance, and get more in tune in order to become the woman they were created to be. We'll open up dialogue around healing past traumas, motherhood, to the entrepreneurial journey, and much more. So if you're ready to get your life together and more in tuned, then stick around for today's episode. Hey guys, before we hop into today's podcast episode, I wanted to share a little bit more about our guest. I am so excited to be having a conversation with Tatiana Paris. She is a certified health and life coach and a market mentor with Monate Global. Our conversation today, we chatted everything from believing in yourself and talking a little bit more about the power of evolving and becoming a student of life. Um, Tatiana left her nine to five in 2020 and has started her own business um, as a life coach and also as a market mentor. So we talked a little bit more about, you know, what limiting beliefs she had to let go of um, and how to kind of overcome that money mindset. This conversation seriously gave me so much life. Like, you guys are going to be so blessed from this conversation. If you are looking to, you know, live a more authentic life, then you definitely, definitely need to stay tuned for today's episode because Tot is living her truth and living her authentic self and is sharing that light with the world. And I am so, so excited to be able to share this conversation with you guys. So um, without further ado, let's hop into today's conversation. Right. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. So I have with me the lovely Tot, and um, we're just going to jump right into this conversation. And I would love for you to just tell our audience a little bit about you, what you do for a living, um, what your passions are, and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, This is my second podcast that I'm recording and I absolutely love doing podcasts. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. And I love what you're doing. So thank you for thinking of me and having me here today. Of course. Um, That's actually very shocking to me that it's your second one, A, because you just have such an aura about you and it comes off on your social media, but like your voice too. Like you have a lot of authority and power behind what you say. So, I mean, I don't know. I think you should start your own podcast. I, I think know, that I would be amazing. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of ideas that are in the works and like, we'll get into it, but like now okay. I'm creating my time. Like these are the things I can do. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, tell a little, everybody a little bit more about what you do. Yes. So um, again, my name is Tatiana. I am 30 years old and I am a certified health and life coach. Um, and I also am a market mentor with Monate Global, um, which is direct sales with hair care, skin care, and wellness. Um, I do that full time. Um, and then I kind of just do odd jobs on the side, a little bit of everything that I'm kind of interested in now, but things that I 
only just started to form an interest around, or I guess I should say believing in myself that I could actually do it. Um, so like modeling is something, if a modeling job comes up, I'm comfortable with doing that and I can do that. Um, one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, but yeah, just anything really, like anything that throws, comes my way, I'm like, oh, can I do this? Let me try this. Like, what is, you know, what is it? I just kind of want to do a little bit of everything, whatever my skill set set is for, I want to try and do it. I love that so much about you because you are willing to try everything. And the reason why I even started this podcast was it was on my heart. It was a burning desire that I wanted to do, but it's called Into Living. It's all about having conversations with women who are finding what makes them in alignment with whatever that looks like for you. And so this is just so fitting and so perfect. And that was one of the main reasons why I reached out to you because I'm like, oh yeah, Tat, she gets it. Like she is doing all the things. And in my mind, I can see this being a first episode or conversation. And like, I'm curious to see like where you're going to be like five years down the road, even three years, like I don't know. I see big things for you. And so like, I'm just excited to be able to snag this conversation right now, because I already know you're about to be blown up in a while. And just saying that this is like, just something that's always on my mind too, with like giving like a disclaimer, like before I start speaking, because this is something that I'm really getting into and I want to start doing, but I also have to remember, you know, I'm always going to be evolving. Mm -hmm. Who I was last year is not who I am today. Who I was two years ago is not who I am today. And who I am going to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, things are different. And I'm a student of life. So I'm always trying to learn things. So I always try to give this disclaimer before I speak on something. The things that I say is what I know to be true right now, mm -hmm. as far as the knowledge and the learning that I have now. And mm -hmm. things may change a year or two from now based off of the perspective that I continue to learn because I love to hear perspective from everyone and learn from people. So I just like to give that disclaimer for the future. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. for the future, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so actually the first question that I wanted to kind of talk to you about was, I don't know if you remember, you posted this um, image of this woman. She's like sitting in a cubicle. It's like this goddess woman. She's like, big hair it's like colorful and she's in this tiny tiny little cubicle and when you had shared that it was maybe about I would say a year and a half ago it was actually like right after I had taken the leap of faith to do my own coaching business and pursue the world of entrepreneurship so when you posted that I'm like oh my god yes 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 but at that point you were still in the corporate world and all that stuff so I want to kind of start there that is the you know, the beginning before you actually got to where you are right now. So first of all, I would love for you to explain to me, like, why did that picture hit home for you specifically? Um. <laughs> that photo, you know, and it, that photo I've seen, I saw it so many times. I'm sorry for the sirens right now. Um, Life. That photo I saw so many times and, you know, things hit you different at different times when you see it. So mm -hmm. I think the first time I saw it, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, you know, I didn't really, because I wasn't even really connected spiritually the first time I saw it, mm. but I kind of like saved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that photo, you know? And then it came up again. And that's when I started my spiritual journey. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, this image, I feel like represents me so much. Mm -hmm. It like to a T, like my, like, you know, I'm way too spiritual for this cubicle being so small and she she's even like oversized mm -hmm. yeah she's like massive it's like a goddess like that's yes. 
and just like, seeing her and like even my own journey with wearing my hair natural and seeing mm-hmm. you know, her hair natural, curly, big, and you know the post-it notes that are I, I've like analyzed this picture yeah. <laughs> that on the cubicle. It's like that even seeing that too, and I like looked at my cubicle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have these things. Like I have Tony Robbins quotes. I have Trent Shelton quotes. I have, you know, scripture. I have all of these things in my cubicle. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that picture just represents me so much. And then I remember posting it and saving it. And I was like, the day that I um, move on from this part of the journey of my life, this will be a part of like my, you know, I'm moving on. This Mm -hmm. is my big, you know, um you know like coming out yeah yeah, coming out and then it'll be a photo of whatever and then that photo will be attached with it in my slide and I just knew it it's so funny that you bring that up because yeah that photo just means so much to me because it really I was like that that is me that is exactly Mm -hmm. feeling in a photo Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy because like when I sat down to write these questions for you that was the first thing that popped up in my mind like that image because how it resonated with me I was like I know that that feeling of feeling like you are just not in the right place, um, especially when it comes to the corporate nine to five, um, which I would love for you to share a little bit more about like, you know, being in that space where you are almost too big for this, you know, it almost is a image of, you know, playing small, your environment playing small, but you have such a big personality and the big um, goal and dream. So where were you? Like, what was that um, like what was going on in your life, just mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like what mindset did you have to, or were you going through before you actually decide to leave your nine to five? Yeah, absolutely. So even to go even a little bit further back, you know, growing up, um, the adults in my life, I didn't have the best role models around me at all times. Mm-hmm. And the people that I did see that weren't, you know, didn't have the upbringing that I had or, you know, the traumas that I felt like I was going through, it was like, okay, they went to college and they had a job and they don't have to stress about money. They don't have to worry about money. They know where the next paycheck is coming from. So in my head, I'm like, I have to graduate high school. I have to go to college. I have to graduate college and I have to get a job. Like I have to get a career. That's the only way that I'm not going to be living in this stressful survival environment Mm -hmm. so that's what I knew at that time so I did I played all the cards exactly how you're supposed to and I remember my right before my last year of college um I went through something pretty traumatic and I took a semester off and I was kind of like you know in like a giving up mode and I was like you know what like no Todd you can't do that because there's so many statistics that were against me already Mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm not just going to be done here and not do anything and I was like what is it that you really want to do and I've always known that I really like to help people Mm -hmm. and so um, I took that semester off and then I was like okay I'm going to go into social work Um, and at first I thought it was going to be around like working with kids um, with protection Um, you know, and I just like thought that's what it was going to be because I was like, I don't want kids to grow up, you know, in some of the ways that I did. And, you know, they say like, be the person who you needed as a child Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for child protection. And I really got into that. And I was like, you know what? Child protection is not for me, but definitely social work. Mm. And so I did all of the things I graduated. um, I got my, I had my internship. They hired me on there. So I started working in domestics. And, um, and this was <clears throat> roughly how, how old were you? Like, um, this was 2015 when 2015. I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So just I to give there. the audience like a time frame of like 
yes. how you got to this time yes. frame. Okay. So I was working in a nonprofit and working in a nonprofit. Yeah, I was not making, I wasn't bringing in all the dollars, you know, but it was, I was really connecting with people and the resources and helping, you know. Um, so I was there for about three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I ended up getting a job with um, the city attorney's office where I was a victim witness specialist. So the difference between the advocate role and then a victim witness specialist was I was now working for the prosecuting office um, and I was resourcing out. So any, um, you know, victims that I would work with, I would resource out to like shelters or, you know, safe at home programs. I would just tell them where to go. I wouldn't really actually build that rapport and work with them. Okay. And I think that that's really where it shifted for me because it was less of building the rapport um, and feeling fulfillment of working with people. And I was actually doing something. Now it was like, I'm in this role. I work for the prosecutor. It's information gathering from, you know, I'm reading police reports, asking questions about this the morning after a traumatic event happens. And then I'm sending that to the prosecutor and then I'm sitting in court hearing what happens. And then I go back and just relay that information back to them. And mm -hmm. this is what it is. And if you need help with anything, here's the numbers to call. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was no in-between of being able to like actually help them, which right. if that was what your calling is and you know what you want to do. Yes. Yeah. That's going to make you feel <laughs> out exactly. of alignment. And that's really what it got to, you know, I wasn't building that rapport anymore. And it was really, you know, I was information receiving and gathering and giving. And I was just like, now I'm in this cycle. Mm -hmm. And so then I started, you know, I would go through these phases where it's like, gosh, there's got to be something more than this. Like, I know that I love, I love helping people and I want to help, you know, victims of domestic violence. But like, is this really where it needs to be? Because I'm also on the phone with people and I'm hearing things like about personal things. I'm reading mm -hmm. personal stories. I'm seeing, you know, personal things with um, in body cam that I'm watching. And I'm like, there more needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And I think that my calling is somewhat now that I've seen all of this, I think my calling is elsewhere. And I've always been like a person who's more towards preventative work than restorative work as well. Mm -hmm. um, so even just being in the system and then being a black woman in the system and how, you know, I'm really understanding social justice more and I'm working yeah. as well. So that became hard to see. And you're, and I, it, all of it was just like a lot. Mm -hmm. I know that I wasn't doing the best self-care that I probably could have done. Um, but I would go through these cycles and I would just be like, you know what? I get up, I go to work. I hear a lot of really hard shit stuff. That you're good. You're good. <laughs> I get back home. And by the time I get home, I'm like, I don't want to think about anything that I just did. Let me turn on Netflix and just chill here. Mm. So the weekend comes and then the weekend comes and I'm like, yep, now I'm going out all weekend. Mm -hmm. That's probably uh, when I saw you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now I just want to go out and party and have fun mm -hmm. and not think about anything. And then back to the same routine. Mm -hmm. Which I hard. Yep, go ahead. I feel like everyone was just, that's, again, going back to how you were feeling about this is what stability looks like. You go to work, you do all this stuff, and you're not going to have to be stressful. But like, what happens when you play all your cards, right? You do all the right things, and then you still are left with feeling, which, I mean, you can put it into words better with what that actually felt like for you. Yeah, it was, it was draining. Um, I felt guilty as well. How so? Um, because late towards the end of the time, once I got to the point where I was like, started 
coaching and I started to like learn more about myself. So the first half of working, you know, at the nonprofit in the city attorney's office, I still didn't have a sense of self at that time either. I was still, you know, not loving myself, not understanding the power that I had um, and kind of just kind of like living for other people as well, trying to be on the scene, doing things and not even the best person. I was not my best self at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when I, gosh, there's so much. So then when I enrolled into the Health Coach Institute and I started going through that program myself, I really started to do a lot of reflecting. Let's take a little step back. How did you decide to get into the life coaching and enroll and, and into that program? Because you and I actually took the same um, certificate for our health and life coaching. So that's yeah. one thing where I'm like, our mindsets, like we, I, I know exactly like the yeah. preventative and it's yeah. so powerful, but like, I'm curious what, like, what was the moment did you just wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I want to do this. Um, okay. So how I actually got into coaching. So like I said, I was going through those cycles of like, oh my gosh, there's got to be more. Like, is this really all it is? And then I'd be like, Todd, you don't have any debt. You're getting paid a good amount of money for what you're doing. Being a victim witness specialist, I got paid more than a lot of other victim witness specialists or advocates anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, you're making really good money. Um, you know, you can buy the things that you want traveling. Yeah. You've got PTO where you can do long weekends, but it's not for like, you know, two weeks or whenever I want, you know, so that kind of struggled with me, but I'm like, what do you really have to complain about? Like you got it good. So Mm -hmm. then I would get over it and then I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm fine. You know? And then I would come back down to that, like feeling in my stomach, like, gosh, there's gotta be something more to this. And so, um, I was at work one day. And I was sitting in my cube and my coworker and I, we talked about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she was like, you know, Todd, like, I don't know what I would do if you didn't start working here. She's like, honestly, you've helped me through so much. And she's like, you should be a life coach. And I was like, I had heard the term life coach before, but I had no idea what it was, what they did, where they worked, how they got paid or anything like that. And I was like a life coach. So in that moment, I went on Google on my computer and I Googled a life coach. I was like, what is a life coach? And I I have chills right now. (laughs) I literally have chills. I know. Because your story is so similar to mine. So similar. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. So yeah. So I like started Googling it and I started reading about it and I was like, oh my God. So people get paid for things that I've been doing naturally my whole life. I'm like, wait, what what do you mean? And it's like, you don't even have to work like at a place. You can just offer your service as an individual and get paid for that. Like, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started researching more and then I realized, okay, so you need to get a, you get a certificate for this. Like, okay, so do I have to go to a university? Do I go to a community college? Like, how does this work? Um, and then that's when I stumbled across the Health Coach Institute. And so I read about that. I signed up for like the call that they do, the initial call, Mm -hmm. if you're interested in it. And then I went to their Instagram and I saw that one of my friends from high school, uh, Brittany, was also following their Instagram. So I messaged her because I did Herbalife a while back. Um, Mm -hmm. Not really so much selling it, but I used the products and I just enrolled as like a sponsor with it. Okay. And I remember she had asked me some questions about it. And she was like, oh yeah, I'm actually like going to school to be a health coach. So when I saw her name that she followed the Health Coast Institute account, it clicked for me. And I was like, maybe this is where she was getting her cert from. So I messaged her 
And I was like, hey, I was like super random, um, but I came across the Health Coach Institute. I saw that you follow them on Instagram. Like, are you still like going through that schooling or getting a cert or kind of what's going on with that? And she was like, yeah, she's like, I'll be certified next month. Like um, I've been going through the program. She came, gave me a little bit of backstory around it. And she's like, I would definitely recommend it. She's like, I've really enjoyed it. Kind of broke down how there's like videos, skills, labs, all of that. Yep. Like, okay, I have a call set up. So I'm going to like see what they're talking about, get an idea of like how much this is going to be and everything. Um, and I remember in that moment as well, I made the decision to myself that I wasn't going to tell anybody. I was going to let this be a thing for me because I also knew whenever you bring something up to some people who don't understand it, especially with the amount of money that it can be, it's like mm -hmm. immediately they're going to start putting, projecting their thoughts around mm -hmm. it, which would ultimately be another, okay, put it on yep. the back burner, yep. not mm -hmm. do it, move on and still keep feeling this way. So I was like, I'm not telling anybody, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to do this myself and like, I know that I need something different and it stuck out to me. She said that to me for a reason. I'm just, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I had my call. Um, I talked to them and immediately after that I enrolled. And then after I enrolled, I told my sister and I told my boyfriend at the time and they both were like, oh my gosh, okay. So then like, how much is it? And when I, I remember telling my boyfriend at the time, and he like said something about the price and was like, well, make sure that you're actually going to be on it. And you're actually, and I'm like, here's all of these. <clears> there, there it is. There it is. Oh yeah. So I already knew. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work. I can do it at my own pace, but I'm getting it done in six months because this can be mm -hmm. like for me. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I got into it and what I did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like the biggest thing that I noticed from that is you kept it to yourself. You know, there is something so powerful about keeping things to yourself because it's not about like, you don't want to share with anybody, but it's you knowing your damn self. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you trust you, like that information with just you. Cause so often we're always asking other people, what do they think for their approval? Because we don't truly believe in ourselves and like that we can make a choice that is good for us. You know what I mean? So that was I love that piece that you mentioned about like you kept it to yourself and I feel like I'm now learning that as well as I'm getting older and things like that which is like such a simple thing and it, I think that's all rooted in like people pleasing like you always just want yeah. to like share and tell people so that they can give you the um, stamp of approval but yep. there is so much power in doing things I wouldn't say necessarily solo, but like keeping it within yourself and it, between you and God, honestly, you know what I mean? That's who it seems like that conversation was probably with. Um, and yeah, it's funny too, how the first question from, and I'm sure as much as they met well and things like that, and people do project their fears onto us um, or something that, you know, they're just a little bit like, Ooh, that is that going to, yeah. Like, how, it's like, you're not the one paying my bills. Like, you're not the one going to do it. So why does it matter? But people will say the things. And the thing is, is what people's feedback can always be the thing that you're already thinking in the back of your mind. You know what I mean? Um, so that is always going to show up. It, it even happened for me. Like when I decided to get the certification, like I was in a space of, I need something different. Like I had hit my rock bottom. I was like, I need to do something else. And with the certification, I know that they um, were talking about, you know, starting a business and doing that. But at that point for me personally, it was so deep in terms of like, I need this for myself. There were just so many. 
busy entrepreneur. <laughs> You're probably making money right now. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> probably what that call is um but what they were talking about was like you know the business piece and I wasn't really super interested in that at that point it was like so many um basic things that we you just aren't taught like why it's like why aren't we taught these simple simple things you know what I mean it's like the basic things of like getting enough sleep getting enough water are you nourishing yourself like all these different things that the institute like teaches you it instantly like will change your entire being which you know that's a question that I have is like well then once you started the um, program you got Mm -hmm. your certification you were still at your previous job then at the same time or okay did you share it with um, anybody else like at work or like how did that work for you like doing Uh, two things having two lanes at that moment So I didn't share it with anyone really at first um, that I worked with, because again, I just kind of wanted to keep it intimate. I wanted to keep it to myself. Um, And also too, I wanted to be like, okay, yes, this is something that I'm going to finish. But if I didn't, I don't want to be the person that talks something big up and then, oh, it just fell to the wayside because that's something that was a pattern for me as well. I would get super excited about something. I would talk about it and then a couple months in when I lost that excitement, then I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not really interested in it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, it was something that I really kept to myself. I mean, my sister knew my sister and I lived together at that time. Um, I think I told my mom, um, but I didn't tell my coworkers for a while. And when I did tell them it's, it, it slipped and I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what it was that I said, but we were talking about something and it like came up and I was like, oh yeah, maybe if I'm done with like my school work or I saw, I said something along those lines and they were all like, wait, what? I was like, skirt. <laughs> yeah, and, then I was like, uh, and then I was like, oh, okay. I was like, and then I explained to them what I was like doing in my off time. Um, and they were all, they were super happy for me. And I mean, my coworker who had said it to me, she was like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, their thoughts, of course, right away were like, oh my gosh, are you going to leave us? Like, are you going to, and, and I again. I didn't know what I wanted it to be at that point either, but I was just like, you guys, I'm just exploring something new. I'll work it Mm -hmm. out later right now. I just really want to get through this. Mm -hmm. Um, But just like you said, you know, going through the program myself was, I tell people all the time, like, even if I, you know, cause even if I didn't want to be a life coach or anything like that, that program changed my life. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the thing with it is after a while, because it changed your life so much, it's like, you literally feel like you can't not share it. And especially the type of person that you are and the calling that you have in your life, like to want to be able to help other people. It's like, how can you not? Um, I'm curious, like, what did you do? Like when you actually, okay, now we're fast forwarding a little bit, you get your certification, um, what did you do like mentally, physically, spiritually to actually prepare to take that leap? And like, what did that look like for you? Like, did you give in a two week notice or were you like deuces? I'm sorry, my own business. Like, how did yeah. that, like, what, what were the steps that you took to actually prepare yourself? If there's someone listening on this call and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not quite ready to make that leap, but I want to start preparing myself to do that. Yes, Absolutely. So around the same time when um, my coworker had said that to me and I was, you know, searching or I started Googling life coaching and all of that, my sister, my younger sister, who we lived together at that time, 
Mm -hmm. I just started um, her, her own business with money. And so her as well, the change in her that, that, that her business brought, it's they're very, it was very similar because she started reading personal development books. She started listening to, you know, you who YouTube of like Bob Dyer, um, Les Brown, all of these different people. Mm -hmm. And that kind of clicked for me too. I was like, okay, yeah, my sister's got something going on. She's completely changing. This is definitely my thing that I'm doing and it's completely changing me. So I started to learn more about what she was doing. And a lot of the things that I was learning within the school, my cert for coaching applied to what she was doing. So I remember I would do like team calls for her team based off of some of the information that I was learning that I thought could help her. Um, and I started using the products um, for my hair as well. So I was like, wow, these really go hand in hand together. Mm -hmm. And so when it came down to it, when I was done with my certs, I was like, okay, so this is definitely what I want to do. I'm going to be a life coach. Um, I'm going to leave my job here, but how, what does that look like? How am I going to be able to do that? Mm -hmm. Because at that point I had no coaching clients. I was just really learning that like the business piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I can't just qu quit. So I posted on my social media <laughs> and I was like, does anybody have a financial advisor that they can recommend to me? Um, I'm like, I need help. And so I had a few people respond to me and um, I got hooked up with my financial advisor who's still my financial advisor today. Mm -hmm. um, I basically just poured everything out on the table to him, like almost like our whole conversation. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm telling you too much, but this is what's going on <laughs> this in is my it. life. Yep. And I was like, and I want to be done by like with, by 2020. Yeah. I think I said, I was like, I want to be done working there by 2020. But like, what does that look like? How am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. And so he really worked with me with all of my bills and finances that I had, um, where I was spending my money, where I could budget my money, mm -hmm. um, a safety or like a savings for how much I would need to take care of my bills for a full year. Mm -hmm. um, so he really helped me with my entire plan. That's awesome. Financially being able to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I started that with him. Um, and then came December when I graduated. And then I really realized the opportunity with my sister and her business as well. So I was like, okay, so I can start doing that, making a little bit of extra money too, to even help me be able to leave sooner. Um, so I partnered with uh, Money Global and I started the business there and that started bringing in money right away. For mm, okay. um, and then I was able to focus on, okay, let me figure out coaching and everything. And I actually didn't even make it to like the agreement point that my financial advisor and I had put together for me to separate and leave from my job because mm -hmm. I knew for me personally, the paycheck that was coming through from my nine to five was comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. While I did have a separate savings account that like they were, I had another savings account where it was just automatically coming from my check. So I didn't even see it which mm -hmm. thinking now, I wish I would have done that so much, sooner. <laughs> so much sooner. Listen um, up people. <laughs> so much sooner. Yes. Like just honestly, it have a separate estate saving account that you can't even see. You're not even looking at and mm -hmm. let that money stack up because yep. Yep. I, in the short time that I gave myself, even after our plan, I did accumulate a good chunk of money that, you know, I was able to have so. With that focus and dedication. Like when you had, you had a goal, you know what I mean? Like when you have a goal that you want to achieve, you are going to do anything that you can to make it happen. And one other thing that I've, I've been noticing is that 
you do such a good job of connecting like community and we'll talk a little bit more about that but like just right off the bat like you said oh I'm interested in life coaching and then you went and found the company and then institute noticed that your friend was doing it and you reached out to her like you're like hey anybody have a financial advisor you reached out like a there's google like there's so much information everywhere but like there's like no excuse like what I'm trying to say is like we everything that we want is so accessible to us if we just ask asking you shall receive you know what I mean and that's just one thing I wanted to make a note of if you're listening to this is that Ta is literally like building the the her future by just asking the right people asking the right questions but um okay I digress YouTube are literally two of my best oh my god YouTube University girl U of M what? (laughs) And then what I even learned too, once I partnered with Monate is, you know, the reason that they are a network marketing company and why network marketing is number two for, you know, the way to bring an income in right now. Mm -hmm. It's because we trust word of mouth from people that we know, you know, so it's like, okay, so if I need to learn something about this, I want to reach out to someone that I know who's been through it or someone who can speak to it based off of their own interpretation of it or however they went through it. So that's something that I learned from that too. So I'm like, yeah, I'm always trying to connect and network with people. Tell me your true opinion on how it is for you. Okay, Mm. perfect. Let me ask someone else as well and get different perspectives and opinions around things and then Google and YouTube all the time. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. And I've always been that kind of person as well. Like I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> Everything. Have you read uh, Marie Forleo's book? Everything is figure outable or fix. Uh, no, but I, that is on my list. Okay. It's on my list. I haven't read it either, but like when you mentioned that, that's what, what came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you are, you made the leap before you even set yourself out for that goal. And yeah. that's another thing too. Yeah. Elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. So that's what I was going to bring my point around too, is I knew that having this paycheck come every two weeks, I know that it's coming. I know that it's coming. So my motivation wasn't there as strongly as it needed to be. So I knew for me, it had to be like, you don't have another option. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, get to it. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like pushing it off for so long. And I, I would you know, complain about it a lot. I would talk to my sister and my friends like, oh my gosh, like, I just don't want to go there anymore. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. And like, I loved my coworkers, you know, and I love there. It was just, it just wasn't wasn't for for you. I knew that I was help. I needed to help people on a different level. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the, everything with COVID and the pandemic happened. So I was working from home and that actually made me feel a lot better being able to be in the comfort of my own home and work from home. And that worked out for me for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't feel as terrible as I was like getting up and going to actually every single day. So that works for me a little bit better for some time. But then I was just like, you know, I can't wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, every morning and read the police reports like this anymore. I can't do these things. But, and once my nine to five was done, I didn't have the energy to pour into life coaching. I didn't have the energy to pour into my business and do those things. So I would put it off. Mm-hmm. And so now I have this opportunity of something that I love so much and I want to do. 
but I'm not even bringing myself to do it because I don't have the energy at the end of the day after I'm done doing what I've already done. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a paycheck that's coming from that. So yeah, I'm giving my full attention there because that's where the money's coming in. Mm -hmm. I remember my sister was like, at one point I had said something and she was like, if you don't quit your job, I don't want to hear you say another thing about it. She's like, I'm done listening to you complain. Get you a friend or a sister like that. I have a really good friend. Um, Her name is Wes. She's, we've had conversations like that before too, where she's like, if I have to hear you come to me about the same exact thing one more time, like, and that's exactly what I needed. I'm like, you know what? I'm quitting my job. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's. Because anything you're not changing, you're choosing. Hmm. So it's like, I'm choosing to stay in this. I'm choosing to talk about this and make it my reality because our words are spells. So I'm speaking about it so often and how much I'm miserable and want to move on. And like, I don't feel like I'm in full alignment with myself. Well, that's the reality that I was creating because I was so fixated and stuck on that. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I knew I, my funds weren't exactly where my financial advisor and I said that it was going to be. But I, I told myself, I said, if you quit your job and you don't have that income coming in anymore, you're a hustler. You're going to make it happen. You know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to make that detachment for myself to really put myself up against the wall. Like you have yeah. this, you have a good amount of money saved right here for right now, but you really need to be getting to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, and that's what I did. And I remember, and it's funny because my mom just walked in, but I remember too, when I was, when I was really getting excited about everything and I told her, I was like, yeah, like I'm doing my coaching. I'm going to be graduating soon. And then my plan is to leave my job. And she was like, what, <laughs> what are you going to do then? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to run my businesses. And she was like, well, what if that doesn't work out? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can't stick around somewhere where I'm miserable hanging on a what if. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. What if it is successful? What if, you know, like the other ways, there's other ways that we can put our energy towards that, which is like, literally you're, you're making my job so much easier. Cause you're literally flowing into the questions that I have, um, which was like, what were some of the limiting beliefs that you had to let go of in order to be an entrepreneur? Because not only can we get, you know, some of the people that we love and are close to us, their limiting beliefs, but like, what were some of yours that you had to fight through and maybe still do to this day? And if so, what do you do on a day-to-day basis to make sure that that, because it's going to come up. It is what it is. Like that is, it's the angel and the devil on our shoulders. You know what I mean? Like we have to be able to counteract that and have a conversation with that other voice in our head. But the thing is, is that so many people are in this fog where they don't know that they have the power to actually say, you know what, hold up that isn't in alignment with what I truly desire versus like keeping that limiting belief. Because like you said, our words are spells, you know, Mm -hmm. thoughts become reality. So the more you think about it, the more it's going to become true. Like it doesn't matter if it's, you know, if you don't want it, like we're just, it's going to be like, all right, it is what it is like true or not. So what were some of the limiting beliefs that you had to let go of in order to, you know, and you mentioned a few during that, but like specifically, what were some of those for you? Yeah. Um, honestly, my entire mindset about around my relationship with money. Um, and if you haven't read the book, uh, you're a badass at making money. Amazing book I to do. read. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really goes into our belief system because who we are as adults now are based off of belief systems and patterns that we held as a child. Mm-hmm. So I had to really go back to what was my mindset around money based off of my childhood and how I grew up 
thinking money came to me and how spending money was. So that was a lot from my parents and how I saw them deal with money. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom has always just been a person who's been like, it's going to work out one way or another, mm-hmm. you know? So in a way it's, that's been really good for me because I've just always had a feeling like the money's going to come from somewhere. It's always going to work out. My mom mm-hmm. always something happened. Mm-hmm. She always made something happen. Yeah, something. So, <laughs> but also too, you know, where I struggle with that even now is that I do need to plan better. I do need to have a better plan with it and make sure that I have certain money put away for things, but also understand that money flows to me easily and frequently. Mm-hmm. So I, my mindset is the number one thing that I had to change. And the limiting beliefs that I really had were like that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't going to be able to do it, that I wasn't smart enough. Um, because my, I feel like my, I don't even want to say my intelligence, but I am very, I am just a person that connects mm-hmm. to people when it comes to like math and book smart types of things in school. They're not my strong suit. Mm-hmm miss me with that me too i'm the exact <laughs> same way but i can have a deep conversation like this but if you ask me what two plus two is i'm like six like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. and it's like my wisdom just comes from it comes from a different place than like the book smart of things and i think that that's yeah. why i've always been someone that like reaches out for things that i don't know if i don't know it someone else does and i'm going to figure out who does mm-hmm. and who can explain it to me on a level that i'm going to understand it or take over for me in certain areas So I really had to, you know, realize who I am as a person. And I had to do a lot of shadow work. Um, I had to release the old person that I was. And that's really when my relationship with God really started to flourish and come back to me. Mm. Um, So my faith, honestly, is what really changed everything for me and realizing that as long as I'm putting good out into the world, God's got me. Mm -hmm has always got me. So it was really just that mindset shift of anytime something comes into my head where I feel like I couldn't do that or, ah, that's not for me, reframe that. And I really started working with that. And I, you know, it's something that's going to be ongoing for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So anybody that's listening to this, I don't want you to think that like, oh, you change your mindset and these things happen and then life is all good. I still battle with old patterns, but I'm now more aware Mm -hmm. and I can catch those limiting beliefs and those limiting thoughts that come up in my head that I say now I'm aware of it when it happens and I take a step back and I'm like okay I understand that this is happening Mm -hmm. that that is not true that is not who I am that is not how I think how can I reframe this in a positive way and then I move from there exactly because what typically happens is that we get a seed that gets planted in our minds you know and if we aren't able to you know cut off the the weeds or whatever I'm not I do not have a green thumb at all um but like it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow but like you said getting more connected to God and your faith in your spirituality he sees us as completely perfect like no matter what you know what I mean and and when we are second guessing ourselves or doubting ourselves we're just doubting him you know what I mean and that is counterintuitive. And so it's like, if you have that faith and that trust, it's like, well, do you really? Because if you do, you will take a leap and you will jump out and he's going to catch you. And when he catches you, it might not look like what you imagine it to look like. You know what I mean? So we have to be open and really able to surrender to whatever the hell that process is going to look like, because it's not always going to be shiny and, you know, come wrapped in a beautiful bow. 
it might yeah. have a little bit you might get some paper cuts in the process of unraveling it you know what I mean so I love that you said that and I I have a couple questions that we'll dive into a little bit more about like your faith and stuff like that but um like how do you deal with the fear and the overwhelm like because it shows up and you mentioned like these things whether it is your first year in business or your 10th year in business like you are going to have fear it is always just us doing something a little bit outside of our comfort zone what is it fear is false evidence appearing real so mm -hmm. like that is always going to show up. So um, what are some tips or some things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, like when it shows up? I know you said you you kind of almost talk yourself off of a ledge. Well, maybe there's a specific question that you ask yourself. Um, my guest that I had on here previously, we were talking a little bit about overwhelm and, and she had mentioned about asking yourself, um, does my future self um, agree with this? So whether you are like, eating a, a horrible sandwich or something like that, like in the process, like being able to ask yourself, like, does this version of myself actually agree with this? Will they be happy with that? You know, um, that's kind of the space that I'm in too, like with the podcast and just like making sure that I'm staying consistent with that is like, this is a version that I see down the road. And if I don't do it, if I don't record an episode or I don't edit it, if I skip a week, will my future self be happy with that? And if not, then I need to do it. So what are some of the things that you do when like that doubt or that fear or even procrastination? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I am a recovering <laughs> from that, but what are some things that you do? And it might be, you're still figuring it out. And that's also okay, because I am very much so still figuring it out, especially as being a new mom girl. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a baby myself. So um, yes. I'd love to hear a little bit about your perspective on fear, doubt, and overwhelm. Yeah. And I also, I actually do have like a phrase like that too, that I go over in my head. It's, does this support the life that I'm trying to create? Mm. So that's something, you know, I have and to write that more, down. that's more of like my decision-making of like somebody asked me to do something or anything, or, you know, I'm eating some of those kinds of things. It's like, does this support the future that I'm trying to create? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, but when something comes up, when it's something that I'm feeling fearful around, I can identify that because there's a resistance there. And I just ask myself in that, am I moving in fear or am I moving in love if I do this? So and do you feel, sorry to interrupt, do you feel like you are more in alignment with that question now than maybe say when you're in their corporate world? Like, do you think taking that leap and building the confidence that you have over this time um, has been able to help you actually want to have that conversation with yourself? That yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the number one thing that I really came down to for me was um, the need to be in control. And I think that that's where a lot of my- Say it one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> the feeling of needing to be in control, that has been like the biggest, biggest thing for me. And that's when I become fearful. It's when I'm not having control over the entire situation. That's when I feel like I'm freaking out. Mm that's when it's like, oh my gosh, okay, uh, no, like I need to take control of this situation or I need to be the one who's planning this entire thing or I need to be the one who's saying X, Y, and Z to confirm these things because I need to be in control of everything. If anything drops the ball, like it's on me, like you, yeah, yeah okay, that makes yeah. sense. So bringing it back to that too and understanding that I have to let go of A, things that I can't control 
and just letting go of, of needing to be in control in the first place of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, how we were talking about, you know, our relationship with God and understanding that what, and this is a Miles Carter quote from one of his songs, like what the father wants for me is better than what I want. Mm-hmm. So I have an idea of something that I desire and something that I want in the way that I want it to go. But regardless, it's going to go as planned. It's going to go the way that God intends for it to go. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be even better than what you even can even like imagine, like what we can even think about in our mind mm-hmm. is like the smallest fraction of like what God really has. When you think about that, it's like, damn, yeah. okay. Right. So letting go of that control and just understanding, you know, I'm moving in a place of fear right now. And it's because I'm trying to control the situation. So I need to surrender and let go and understand whatever is meant to happen is going to happen in this moment. And even if it is craziness, there's a lesson to be learned within that, that is going to be the growth that I need for something in the future. Hmm. So accepting the craziness with the, with the good, the good and the bad, accepting both because all of it is a lesson for growth for my future. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, um, I love how transparent and vulnerable you have been just like on your social media and everything like that. Like you share when you are up happy dancing and you share when you were down crying and like, you know what I mean? Going through some stuff and trying to process it all. And I love just that vulnerability of like you actually like processing and handling the fear, the doubt and the overwhelm. And it's just like we said, with the limiting beliefs, it's going to show up. So you just have to figure out and have a toolkit on how to cope and how to handle when it shows up. Yeah. Um, and what I really learned from that too, is when that fear is coming up or when you're feeling it triggered, um, that has a lot, again, the way that we react to things has a connection from our childhood. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm feeling triggered or I'm feeling like I need to be in control, I remember, and I can't remember what I was listening to where it really laid this out for me. Um, but you know, people who really feel the need to be in control of things, something happened to them as a child where they were in a situation where it was like, I never want to be in a situation like this again. And the only way it's going to happen is if if I'm in control of everything that happens. Mm -hmm. So I think back to that too. And I'm like, so when things happen that do trigger me, because it happens still all the time, I'm like, where is this feeling of being triggered coming from? Mm -hmm. Why is this coming up for me? How can I relate this to my childhood? Okay, Mm -hmm. where's the situation when I was feeling this again? And then you really have to work and heal that child. Go to your inner child and, you know, let them know that you are loved. It is okay, Mm -hmm. you know, and heal that part of you. But the triggers are always going to come up. Yeah. You have to figure out, okay, what what triggered me? What Mm -hmm. is the emotion behind this trigger? When did I feel this emotion before? And what am I? why am I trying to avoid it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's so good so so good and that inner child like we are all the ages like we're always like just because we're I'm almost 30 you're 30 like yeah but there's still that five-year-old in us there's still that seven-year-old in us like there's still that version of us that you know maybe got picked on like we still remember those things that that person shows up and um, I love that because you have to give that person and that side of you grace, you know, um, I similarly, I also have like a similar conversation with myself too, is like, when I'm afraid or I want to do something, it's like, all right, 18 year old Chanel, like, I got this, like, you've been taking over and you've been leading. And sometimes I can hear which one is like showing up, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, that's the five-year-old, that's the, 
you know what I mean? That's maybe the, the Gemini in me, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's very, very real. And if we don't address that and we don't uncover those things, it's going to show up time and time and time again. So definitely I agree on that. Um, what is your why? My why? Oh my gosh. I, my why is really just for to live my life as an example for what other people can experience is really where I'm at with things right now. I want to live, I want people to see me living my life so authentically, making mistakes, having successful moments, having fallbacks, downfalls, and really seeing those things to understand you can literally live your life exactly how you want to. And I want everyone to be able to experience that because I felt like so much of that was taken away from me based off of my mindset and my way of thinking, you know, growing up, I had to become an adult very, very quickly. I, and that's why I was so protective and so controlling because that's mm. what I had to be as a child. It's funny. Cause I have a lot of friends. Cause I mean, you know, as you grow, you shed a lot of people from your earlier years and you really find your tribe of people as you become yourself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by now are people that I've met with in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So they'll see old pictures of me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you look so much older when you were younger than you do now. And I'm like, because I was living as an older, I was so I much weight. Like a 30 year old woman there yeah. compared to now. I'm like, I feel like I'm like 18, 19 out here, carefree, like doing living life. I'm actually mm-hmm. living now. And yeah. that's why I do what I do because I want people to realize you can live life mm-hmm. the way that want to every single day. I want my mom to realize that even still to this day, I work with her and my dad so much. Mm -hmm. We're set in our ways. That's just how we are. And for them growing up, you know, therapy was such a taboo. Um, Life coaching. I I don't even know if that was even anything when they were younger. So Mm -hmm. really just being like, mom, look, I can really do these things and you can too. It's not too late. Anybody. Mm -hmm. It's an awakening. It really is. Yeah, you are showing people how to wake up, you know, like so and that is like I can't put into words like how amazing and how um selfless that really is. You know what I mean? Like you could easily have this life and, you know, be striving and and reaching your goals and not share it with the world. You know what I mean? Um because every time your stories come up, I'm like, all right, A I'm going to be motivated or she's just going to show me a piece of like vulnerability and just some truth where I can see pieces of myself in that. And that's the thing is that we're all whatever it is that you believe in. We believe in God, but we are all children of God. You know what I mean? Like you're my sister, you're my brother. Like we're all related and we should all want to help each other. So I just like love that. And that's one big thing that I see with you is like community. Community is so huge for you. Um, of course you can speak to it a little bit more, but I would want to know like, why is it so important to you? Like, of course, I know the more people you impact, the more, you know, people that can be affected, but, um, you know, is there a specific reason why, you know, building a community, taking other women along men and women along with you, um, like, why is that so important for you? And like, how do you show up for them, um, on a daily basis? So rewind like five years ago I remember when people first started doing like network marketing things like that and started talking on Facebook and started sharing you know 
different skills and like wanted to build community and be like, you don't have to live your life this way and all these things. And I thought it was so weird. And I was like, <laughs> why are these people getting on Facebook and like talking? And I, I, and it was just on a resistance because I uh -huh. didn't understand it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when you don't understand something, you just say, oh, that's dumb. I don't have an interest in it or I don't like it. And so that's really what I was doing. And then when I finally decided, you know, and when a I lot of times too, it's a reflection of ourselves, you know what I mean? Seeing those other people, whether you knew it or not on a deeper level, because now that's exactly what, you know, you do and you're amazing at it. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, it's funny how like, you know, for the people listening, like pay attention to that, like do a gut check, like, hold up. Why am I feeling this way? maybe that's something that I actually should explore because for the most part, again, our um, mindset, it's meant to protect us. And so if yeah. it sees something that is, um, it might seem scary or like, oh my God, I would never do that. It probably is exactly what it is that you need to do because that version of yourself is telling you like, Eek, this is different. This is like away from like what I'm used to. It's out mm -hmm. of my comfort zone. Um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> biggest, that was one of the biggest things that I learned too, that I was always projecting on people. Like I was, I was seeing them live the life out that they wanted to live. And that was uncomfortable for me to see. Mm. So I played it and I was like, oh, I would talk badly about people and just the space that I used to be in, but I really had to learn, like I'm a, everybody is a reflection of you. Yeah. So everybody is here to teach you something. Mm -hmm. And I also had to understand as well, you know, everybody has their person that they can really resonate and learn from. It's not just five big people's responsibilities, you know, mm -hmm. we all are here to teach each other. And this is a conversation that I have with so many people too, especially when they are making the transition from, you know, living like the nine to five or just even kind of like staying in the system and the cycle of doing things, you know, there's a tribe of people out there that are waiting for you. Mm -hmm. You and I can get on our social media and we can have the same topic to speak on and we can have the same things to go over, but your tribe of people are going to resonate with it coming from you so much differently than they yeah. would if you got on there and I said it. Mm -hmm. Because and of your, your history, your story, you know what I mean? Where you come from, you see things in different perspectives than yeah, that's exactly. so true. And that's where even really too, and I think it was Bob Heilig that was speaking to this. Um, you know, we all have our personal development that we go to and we understand it. But then when we're actually able to attach our personal stories to it is really when we're sharing it from our perspective and from our basis. So we're all talking about the same things, mm -hmm. but we're sharing it based off of our stories and our perspectives and people need to hear that. And when I did start to finally get over myself and I let go of, you know, the person, like how I used to be and how I used to show up. Um, and I would start posting things and I'd have one person message me and be like, oh my gosh, I needed this today. And I'm like, in that moment, I really realized it would be selfish of me to not show up. That one person who really needed that today, if I would have been in my own head, in my own ego, like, oh, I don't really like how I looked when I showed up and spoke about this, or I don't really know how people are going to take this if I put, if I write this out and put it out there, mm -hmm. that one person would have missed out on it. And that one person became enough for me. Mm -hmm. And when yeah. you continue to stay consistent with it, that one person turns into five people, which turns into 10 people, which turns into a community. And now I have a community of people that are like, 
oh my gosh, Todd, like when you speak like your voice and this and this, and it's like, they are who, who they, I'm who they needed. Mm-hmm. And there are people who I needed the way that they said it, you know, Trent yeah. Shelton, that he speaks, that is a, if he would have never done things that him, he changed my life. Mm-hmm. And you put me on him from you sharing him. So like, it's all a ripple effect. That yes. obedience, that staying in that and thinking about the one and how it can affect so many other people because you have no idea who is attached, like attached to your blessings. You know what I mean? Like who is connected to you? Um, oh, I love that. Okay. So I know we talked a little bit about God and we're going to be wrapping this up here a little bit. Um, but like, how does your walk, walk with God give you strength within your business? I know you talked a little bit about it briefly, but, um, how has he been more involved or maybe not involved or like, how has that relationship blossomed? Cause I'm all about relationships. This book changed my life and my relationship with God. Okay. I'm writing this one down. Yeah. It's called a return to love by Marianne Williamson. And when I was younger, so my dad's mom, my grandma is a pastor. So I kind of grew up in the church, um, a little bit, and then I kind of got away from it and then I would go back into it, but then I didn't really understand my relationship with God and, you know, more so religion Mm. didn't really make sense to me. And then I didn't, I, I kind of fell away from it for a while again. And then my sister started building her relationship with God again. And then I read this book and the first time I read this book, um, it was probably in like 2018, 2018 or 19. Um, when I first read this book and it didn't, it didn't really hit me. I was like, oh, that was like a really good book. Like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to, you know, rebuild my relationship with God, but it wasn't really fully there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was struggling back and forth. And I realized that, you know, I have to take away my mindset around a religion and just have my own relationship with God and spirituality. Yeah. And I had to surrender things and I had to let go of a lot of like the mind and I had to go in with the spirit and feel his presence and just be silent and look at all of the things that, you know, if I look back on my life and I can name out all of the bad things that happen, but look at where I am now, look at the person who I am now, God was walking with me through all of that and all yeah. of that, me who I am today. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for everything that I went through now. And then I read this book again, um, in 2020 mm-hmm. and it hit me in a completely different way. And I, it, it took me so long to read it because I just bawled the entire time that I read it. Really? And I would have to read each page over and over again because I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like mm-hmm. God is love. That's all that we have to exude and move in. Like, it's mm-hmm. so simple, but we make everything so complex. And if I know that I'm moving in love, I'm moving with God mm-hmm. and everything is going to work out exactly how it's supposed to, no matter what. Because yeah. again, what the father wants for me is better than what I want. Mm. And just trusting that and putting all of my trust in that. Yeah. And even when I'm like, gosh, this is not going my way. It's not working out. It's working out for you. You just don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't connect because it, we can't explain. <laughs> He's just absolutely, it's bigger than our brains can actually comprehend, which right. I'm glad because if we could actually see the things that are possible, like 
I feel like everyone would probably explode. Like it's, right. yeah. it's a lot. Um, and I agree because I didn't grow up in the church at all. So like my work walk with God, it has been 100% a relationship thing um, mm-hmm. because it's all new and like leaning in and, and, and having faith in him. And I think, again, it goes back to those childhood um, conversation that we had before, but it's like, I've been working on building that relationship with him as the father, you know what I mean? As like my earthly father um, or my heavenly father, excuse me. And that's hard to do, you know what I mean? Especially if you maybe don't have a close relationship with your um, you know, earthly father, like different things. But at the end of the day, um, it's surrendering, surrendering. And if you are doing a business and if you're being an entrepreneur, that's what it is all about. Like, if yeah, you're it's, all faith. <laughs> it's all faith it's nothing but faith <laughs> every single day you know what I mean so I'm just curious I'm like how do people who are like atheists or something like that have businesses like how I don't understand like are you a right. robot like it doesn't <laughs> like it has to it's definitely a spiritual thing and like God has to be the CEO because at the end of the day he's the one who's gonna make the conversations happen gonna happen he's the one who's gonna put on my heart reach out to Tat, ask her to be on your podcast. Like those are the things. And when you listen and trust that he's going to, you know, roll out all the next steps. And that's a beautiful thing about that. And I love, and I've been seeing even you more like posting about like your faith and and all that stuff. And I'm like, yes, like, I love it. Cause I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe our parents and what we've seen before, it just seemed again, more of the religion side of it. 2021 like that's not what it's about it's about you have a relationship with him and if you do you can see it you know what I mean it's the the glow like you have God's glow because you're nothing but pure love and that's just it's a beautiful thing to see and I feel like it's just going to continue to flow into your business and other areas of your life too yeah absolutely and that's really you know this book a return to love really so it's the it's Marianne Williamson's reflection on a course in miracles um so it's broken down into two parts Um, so the first part is the principle. So it's hell, God, you surrender and miracles. And then the second part is practice and it's relationships, work, body and heaven. So the way that it's broken down and you really, and how it helps you see the love in all of those different areas, Mm -hmm. that is literally the return to love, the return to God, because God is love. And, you know, if anyone on here listening is still struggling with their relationship, um, to God, whatever it is, that which is greater than mm-hmm. talk about that, which is greater and look at it on an energetic level. Exactly. We are all made up of energy. If we're all made up of energy, then we're going to relate to certain things by being on the same frequency that it's on. So if you're vibrating higher, you're going to have better things coming to you because you're vibrating at that frequency that it would take to attain whatever it is that you want. But if you're vibrating at a lower frequency and a lack of mindset and I can't and not being aware of who you are and what you're capable of and what your powers are, that's what you're going to continue to attract in your life as well. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. God, or you can look at it energetically, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, but pick one. Pick something. Something, because there it is. There is something that is greater. Yeah, and what yeah. you choose to believe to be true around it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, yeah, and that's exactly why I created this podcast because we all have something inside of us that is leading us and trying to get us into this more aligned, defined path. You know what I mean? Be more in tune. But 
if you're not connected with that, you're going to be going this way, going that way, hanging out with these people and just, again, going back and back into this lower frequency. And at the end of the day, this is not our home. Like this is the devil's playing field. Like he wants you to stay there. He wants you to have a negative mindset and have a lack. Like that's how he wins. You know what I mean? So we have to be connected to that higher place that we can't see. So like, yeah. So that was well said. Absolutely beautiful. If someone is like afraid to take that leap to start their own business, um, what would you tell them? If someone is afraid, oh gosh, to speak to someone who is already doing what they want to do. Um, I would say don't talk to, don't talk about your plans or the things that you're interested in with someone who's never done it before or had an interest in doing it. Reach out to the people who are doing the things that you have an interest in, but you do have that little bit of fear Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they, I guarantee you, they've been in the same exact spot that you've been in. And once you do speak with them, that entire journey, they're going to be able to talk with you through the ups and downs of the entire journey. Yeah. So reach out to the people who have done the things that you want to do, or even that you, oh my gosh, that would be cool, but I don't think it's for me. Ask them those questions because I'm sure, I promise you, they had some of the same limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that you had as well, but they're actually doing it. So they're the best people to talk to versus someone who's never done what you're trying to do or never been interested in what you're trying to do. Yeah. Who will lead with fear over love and, mm-hmm. you know, guidance and things like that. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share or anything like that before we end the, the call today? Oh my gosh. I feel like we've covered so much, but I know this so is so I good. Talk forever. <laughs> I know. I know. I, this is like, that's, that's when, you know, it's a good conversation. There's just so much, like there's so many bits and pieces that I'm like, oh my God, we could have broken that down more. We could have broken this down. And yeah, I guess one thing, um, and just because it's been something that has come up for me recently as well with a lot of conversations that I've had with people too. Um, and I posted about this on my, um, I made an IGTV about it around evolving um, and being okay with moving on from your old self. You don't have to hang on to who you used to be. That doesn't define you for your entire life. You're able to evolve and recreate yourself. So yeah, there's going to be people who are going to be uncomfortable with you evolving into a new person and doing better for yourself and wanting better for yourself, but you can't hold yourself back because of what other people are going to say or assume or think about you. You're allowed to evolve. And I said this on, um, in my IGTV as well, you know, there was a meme that was going around and it was like, it was saying, um, judging me for who I used to be is like breaking into a house that I used to live in. Those Mm. are those aren't my things in that house anymore. Um, so even friendships, like, you know, you are going to break away from relationships. You're going to break away from friendships that you thought would be forever. You have 10, 15 years of history with these people. Um, but if they're no longer serving who you are trying to be and who you want to become, it's okay to let those relationships go and continue to hold love for all of the you know past relationships that you've had, but you have to let go and shed relationships and people to make room for the ones that are kind to you that are going to serve you so yeah yeah that is so well said and I feel like that's a reoccurring thing is like letting go but it's been it's mindset and then it's our friends you know what I mean the people that Mm -hmm. are we're surrounded with or the people that we feel like you've been my friend for 10 years like you said like 
you've been in my wedding like I have to be friends with you still but like no that's not the case and a lot of times those relationships and it can even be family sometimes but we have to um, trim off that access in order to actually get closer to what we want because it's not always just us it can be people that are holding us down it's the weight and like you were saying you felt like you were like 30 like you know what I mean at that point when you were younger it's because you were taking on the weight of so many victims stories and so much energies and different things like that but um it can definitely weigh on you and you have to be okay to just get it get it get it get it like you have to absolutely And I think we were also so programmed to believe that if relationships end or friendships end, something crazy had to happen. And now that's not the case. Tension. There doesn't have to be any tension at all. It's just, this is the direction I'm moving in. You've evolved. That you're moving in or staying in. And it's all love. It's literally all love, no matter what. Wow. That's a beautiful way to end things. Where can everybody find you? Shout out. Uh, your Instagram, if you are taking, you know, one-on-one coaching clients or whatever it is, I want this to be a space in your, um, you know, opportunity to just share where people can find you, how they can work with you um, or any resources that you think would be helpful. Absolutely. I am most active on Instagram. Um, And in my bio, I have a milkshake website. So you can um, book, I have a Calendly as well. You can book a one-on-one with me there for coaching. Um, Anything as far as my other business with Monet, everything is found there right in my milkshake. Um, or just send me a straight DM and just say, what's up? And let's start the conversation. But mm-hmm. my website is there to go ahead and book anything with me. But Instagram is where I'm most active. And it's Tatiana Paris is my Instagram handle. Yes, ma'am. And I will make sure to leave all of her information in the show notes so you guys can click that link below. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for the conversation. This was much needed and I knew we've always talked about like we're going to collab and I know this is not going to be the last time that we're going to collab but it's the first of hopefully many so thank you thank you so much for this open and honest and transparent conversation I'm sure so many people are going to be blessed by this because I know I was and I'm super motivated as I always am after these interviews um so yeah thank you again so much yes thank you for having me absolutely